0: Grace and mercy and peace be with you from God our Father and from our Lord and our Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. I am not a man of my word. And it bums me out because I want to be. I want to always follow through on the things that I say I will do. But 10 years ago, I stood in this pulpit, and I preached a sermon. And in that sermon, 10 years ago, I was 29 years old. And I said to this church, next year, when I'm 30, I'm going to run a marathon. And I even said to the church, you can keep me accountable to this. Well, when I was 30, I did not run a marathon. And none of you held me accountable. So maybe it's your fault. I don't know. Here's the deal. I'm going to try to get better at this. I I really want to get better at following through on what I say I'm going to do. So this next year, this next year, when I turn 40, when it comes to running a marathon, I'm going to keep my word, and I am not going to run a marathon. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's probably what's going to... I'll probably end up doing it, and then, and then I won't keep my word. And See, I'm conflicted in my own mind. I, don't, I can't even trust myself. Is there anyone, though, trustworthy and true that you know that you can be 100% trustworthy with One hundred percent honest with, and you know that person will be one hundred percent trustworthy and true with you. Listen, I may not be a man of my word. I I give you, I give you all the permission to be skeptical of me this day. I'm, I'm not even sure why you're here to listen to me speak today. But my goal is to demonstrate to you this day that Jesus is trustworthy. And his word is trustworthy. And we know this because he rose from the dead. It was on that day of resurrection, that Sunday morning, Jesus' third day in the tomb, Friday one, Saturday two, Sunday, the third day, the women who had been following Jesus, some of them went to the tomb to prepare Jesus' body. They didn't have the opportunity to do this on Friday. It's Jewish custom to anoint the body with, with spices, but on Friday, Jesus died late in the day. And there was only about two to three hours from the time he died until sunset when the Sabbath would begin and they would do no more work. And so Jesus' body was taken off the cross and put in the rich man's tomb kind of hastily. And so at daybreak on that Sunday morning, the women went with the spices to prepare Jesus' body. And when they got to the tomb, according to Matthew's gospel, they saw the guards there. They saw the large stone that had been rolled in front of the tomb. They saw the seal, which was maybe some sort of wax seal to to, to demonstrate that the the stone had not been rolled away, and they, they saw it all. And then the scriptures tell us that the... The ground started to shake and an angel came from heaven and the guards fell to the ground like dead men out of fear and the stone was rolled away and an angel came to these women who were rightly greatly terrified and the angel said to them do not be afraid For I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified, but he's not here, for he has risen as he said. He's risen as he said. The angel said he has risen as he said. And the angel brought them to the tomb and said, look, he's not here. Look with your own eyes. And then the angel instructed them, go quickly to the disciples who were locked in a room in Jerusalem. Go and tell them that Jesus is risen from the dead as he said. And then go to Ga- and then tell them, go to Galilee, which is where Jesus had done all of his ministry, and he'll meet you there. And the scripture says the women went away very quickly, but with fear and great joy. Fear and And great joy. They went with fear and great joy. The women had fear. Fear because they weren't sure totally of what all of the implications were of this reality that Jesus had risen from the dead. I'm sure they were fearful of what this might mean for their future, for the disciples' future, for the future of the world. What what does this mean? There was uncertainty. There was fear, maybe over even their own safety. We, knew, we know that the disciples had locked themselves in a room out of fear of the Jews. We resonate well with fear. We live in a culture that is more fearful and anxious and stressed and worried than it's ever been. The studies are staggering with how many people are living in the depths of anxiety, which is coupled with fear. We live in a culture that profits off of fear, that, that, that conjures up fear in people's hearts. Many of you fear the status of our society with days gone by that you remember as maybe being better than the present day. Many of you fear for the safety of your children as you send them to school. Many of you fear even speaking the name of Jesus in the public sphere at your place of work because you're worried about what people might think about you or do or say to you. Some of you in college are are fearful about passing your classes or getting a job. Some of you young people might be worried or fearful that your friends that you have in school right now, will they still be your friends this summer when you're out of school? There's no shortage of fear in our lives. We are people who are gripped by fear often in this life. But the Bible says that the women were also filled with great joy. Great joy also in their hearts. Why? Because if it's true that Jesus rose from the dead, then it means that they get to see him again, touch him, talk to him, hug him. That they get to hear from him and watch him do all the things that they know he can do. This is the best news ever, that there's great joy in the resurrection of Jesus, but they go with fear and great joy. And the Bible says they went quickly because the angel instructed them to go quickly. With this message, tell the disciples He's risen from the dead, as he said. He's risen from the dead, as he said. I can only imagine that they ran from the tomb that day. This happens to me when I'm out on a run. Not marathon training, just regular running. Sometimes when I'm out on a run, I get like a a phrase that goes through my head. Like a, a one, one phrase of a song, one, one lyric, one thing that just gets repeated over and over and over again. And so I can imagine that the women went from that tomb. Don't forget, don't forget, don't forget. He's risen from the dead as he said. He's risen from the dead. All right, got to join me. We're going to make this tactile. It's 830. Come on. He's risen from the dead as he said. He's risen from the dead. You're not all doing it. He's risen from, all right, we got to get more into it. I'm not going to make you get up and run, but you can use your hands, okay? Like music class, come on, clap with me. He's risen from the dead as he said. He's risen from the dead. You're not all doing that. He said, he's risen from the dead as he said. It was in their minds and in their hearts they were going with this great word from the angel. And then Jesus appeared to them and said, greetings, greetings. And the women fell down. I'm okay, don't worry. I'm only 39. I can still get up. <laughs> the, the women fell down and they, and they worshiped Jesus because he was there. He was there and, and they, they worshiped. They fell down and they looked at Jesus and he said to them, he said to them, he said to them, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. Did I not tell you I've risen from the dead. As he said, as he said, this is our our key phrase today, as he said. Jesus had very clearly demonstrated his word previously during his ministry. Let me show you, just in the Gospel of Matthew, in chapter 16, Jesus said, Or the Bible says, from that time, Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and on the third day be raised. All right. He said it in chapter 16. In chapter 17, Jesus said, the son of man is about to be delivered into the hands of men and they will kill him and he will be raised on the third day. Chapter 20, Jesus said, see, we're going to Jerusalem. The Son of Man will be delivered over to the chief priests and scribes and they will condemn him to death and deliver him over to the Gentiles to be mocked and flogged and crucified. And he will be raised on the third day. And in Matthew chapter 26, Jesus had said, after I am raised up, I will go before you to Galilee. As he said, he said, He's risen from the dead, as he said, and now the women are at the feet of Jesus. And he speaks very clearly to them, just as the angel had, but he repeats their word, and he says, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. Jesus saw their fear, and he said to them, do not be afraid not be afraid he didn't say anything about their joy but it can be assumed that he saw their joy and he affirmed their joy if you know anything about the Bible this is the message of the scripture so often do not fear, do not fear, do not fear, be not afraid, have no fear be not afraid, have no fear fear not, fear not, fear not rejoice in the Lord always and again I say rejoice This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. This is the word of God. Do not fear, but have great joy. And that's what Jesus is sending these women with. Do not fear, but have great joy. And he says to them, go again and tell the disciples, I've risen just as I said, and I'll meet them in Galilee. I'll meet them in Galilee. And so the women, they go with that message. He's risen from the dead, as he said. But they don't want to forget, so they tag on. And go to Galilee. He's risen from the dead, as he said. Go to Galilee. He's risen from the dead, as he said. Go to Galilee. Jesus' word is trustworthy and true. He says something and he follows through. God is a promise keeper and a truth teller. He's a promise keeper. He's a truth teller. He always follows through. The point of the message today is that as he said, it shall be. As Jesus said, it is. And this is good for you because here's the alternative. Here's what people do Here's what regular people do. I think this is the reason why so many of us are are so skeptical to put our whole trust in other people. We've been burned one too many times. People have turned their backs on us, not followed through on their word. Here's what people do. It's in the next section of Scripture in Matthew 28, right here at the end. As the women are running to tell the disciples what happened, the guards from the tomb who were put there to, to keep this tomb sealed and keep Jesus' body in, they ran to the chief priests. And when they got to the chief priests, they told them the truth. They said, uh, there was an earthquake and an angel and the stone was rolled away and Jesus wasn't there. And the chief priests, the ones who just crucified Jesus, lie, deceive, cover their tracks, pay a bribe. They gave a large sum of money to the guards with a story, and they said, go run around Jerusalem and tell people the disciples stole the body of Jesus. And they did. And Matthew which was written a couple of decades after these events happened, about 30 to 40 years later. Matthew says, even to this day, some, pe- some Jews still believe that story. I think even to this day, some people believe this story. Jesus' body has never been found, so where is it? A lot of people think the disciples just took it. See, this is what people do. People lie, they cover their tracks, they try to you know, manipulate the details. And so a lot of us are skeptical of other people, and sometimes we're even skeptical about Jesus. Can I really take him at his word? Maybe you're still skeptical. Possibly you're here on Easter because somebody in your family said, we're going to church, you got to be there. Maybe you're sitting in this room today saying, I don't know. I, I mean... I don't know about this Jesus guy. I mean, I don't know if he rose from the dead. I don't, I don't know if I can believe the Bible. I don't, I don't know. So if you're skeptical, I would just say it like this. What harm would it do your life if you tried, even just for a little bit, if you tried to believe in Jesus? try to believe in Jesus. Yeah, what if you tried it on? Tried it out? I mean, think about it like this. How many of you are skeptical about whether or not exercising would help you get in shape? And you look at all the YouTube videos, maybe you buy a new pair of shoes, you you buy a treadmill and put it in your basement and hang clothes on it. You do all the things, and you think, I don't know if exercising could really get me in shape. But you've never tried it. What about Jesus? Could you, could you try it out? Could you actually, what harm would it do to actually try to tell yourself, yes, Jesus is real? What's the worst that would happen? How would you go about doing this? Well, what I would say is, read the Bible for 30 days every day. Make a commitment. Read Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. Start in those books. Read it every day. On top of that, you can pray. Even if you're skeptical, you can pray to God, and you could say, God, thank you for this day. Help me to see you today and see the ways that you're working in this world, and help me to get to know you better. And then, come to church for four Sundays in a row, And to top it all off, if you want to talk with me or Pastor Kevin and say, hey, would you walk with me? I've got a lot of questions. I want to investigate this stuff. We would love to do that. I mean, that's what you would do with exercise, right? You'd you'd hire a personal trainer or something to show you how to do all this stuff. I'll do it for free. Walk with you. Show you Jesus. I mean, what harm could it do? 30 days. Check out Jesus and see what he's all about. Now, here's the deal. I think what you would find out is that Jesus keeps his word. As he said, he does. As he said, he does. And here's the deal for everyone in this room. If that is true, if that's true, then this is also true. Jesus did rise from the dead and he did meet his disciples in Galilee and he spoke these words to them. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I've commanded you. And I am with you always to the very end of the age. These are the last words of Jesus. As he said, so shall be. His last words must be our first priority If you are a confessing Christian person, the last words of Jesus must be your first priority. It is our responsibility to go from this place with the good news of Jesus bursting forth from us, speaking as was spoken to us. As he said, so we do. As he said, so we say. As he said, so we say. Teach them, teach them, teach them. It's the responsibility of all of us. His last words need to be our first priority because, my friends, this news of the resurrection of Jesus is the only true truth. It's the only word that is true joy. It's the only word that's true hope. It's the only word that's true life. And this world is desperately in need of it. A world filled with fear, a world filled with worry, a world filled with darkness needs life and hope and joy. At our church here, at Saints Peter and Paul, at our cross, this big cross up here, it was designed and built by a member of our church named Duane Fensky, still a member here. He designed this cross intentionally. You see the big cross? You see the, the hand of the Father and the dove of the Spirit, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. But just beyond that and beyond the flowers that adorn the cross today... There's a round circle of cherry wood. Duane designed that to symbolize the stone that was rolled in front of the tomb. And then beyond that, there is a circle of copper with beams of copper shooting forth, and he designed that to be the joy of the resurrection, like light beaming out of the tomb of death with joy going out into the world, with life going out into the world, into your life, into the world, through your life, to the world. And so we go, we go into this world with the joy of the resurrection, with Jesus' words, I'm with you always. And so we leave from this place, running out of here quickly, going, I mean, after breakfast, eat breakfast, and then go quickly from here running. And if you can't run, walk. And if you can't walk, however you move, go with that word. He's risen from the dead as he said. Alleluia. Amen.